to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How's it going, Dad? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm bright as a button, Steve. Good. Good, good, good. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, yes, and to me, and me, from me, <laughs> to you all. And to me, and to me. Happy New and Year. And to you. And to me, and to you. <laughs> yeah, the, this is uh, this is being recorded in 2020, and by the time you're listening to this, it will be 2021. What a crazy year. So it's next year. They, they won't hear it until next year, then. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, it's going out tomorrow. This It's New Year's Eve today. And this is going out tomorrow. If if I got my days right, I don't even know anymore. No, what you day are. It is. You are correct. Yes. Um, it's yep. it's funny over this period of time. You just you, you sort of know the date, but you don't know what day of the week it mm. is. Mm. Um. But anyway, for me, anyway, it's just all rolls into one. I think that the thing is when you're working on your own, as you're working um, from home, and I'm working from home. You, you, each day runs into the other. You don't have that, uh, you know, when you used to go to work, you know, get on the bus or go on the car to work, you you kind of have a, a, a regular and then you have your days off. And in my early days, it was half days off. You had, you had um, something, a timetable to work from. But when you're working from home, you, it doesn't happen. Every day you get up. And uh, it's not until someone reminds you, you know, it's Saturday today. Is it? Oh, yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, even, even the mainstream media, um, television and radio and so on, you used to have that to rely on, really. Certain programs you watch at a certain, on a certain day. Now it's all changed. Well, it's certainly for me, and I'm sure it is for you too, it's all changed. I just don't watch television anymore as such. Yeah. It's all social uh, media, and um, I, I watch, you know, we have Netflix and Prime and all the others, which don't have that um, continuity. They don't have that mm. uh, days. And so it, it's not surprising that we do, one day does run into the other. Yeah. Life is very much on demand now rather than this, mm. sort of a structured. And I know because I. Yeah, uh, like you said, work all any hours of the day. Really, it doesn't really sort of mm. don't really have a a set time to work. So it's uh, yeah, and don't have people to interact with. Um, what, one of the benefits, Steve, is and you probably won't remember this too well, but the older people like me would. Um, Monday morning, you used to hate Monday morning. If you if you were lucky enough to have a weekend off, uh, or certainly a Sunday off. Used to hate going in Monday. Start oh. another world, got another week of. It's depending on on your job, of course, and um, how much you either love or didn't um, your job that you were doing. Oh yeah, that, I... that nearly, never did really worry me because I think nearly all the jobs I've had, uh, and I had a few, I actually enjoyed them. And so I never had that Monday morning. But used to hear people Monday morning blues and. Uh, it was quite that, a common thing. That's, that's very much a thing now. Don't worry, Dad. <laughs> I think that is very much oh, a is thing it still? now. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people still feel that way. I'm sure. I'm sure our listeners would be going, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, still feel that." Um, 
but yeah, I yeah, I, I remember. Well, I remember feeling that you know in my job and stuff. I I remember the feeling of a sort of Sunday afternoon um, blues, really, knowing that you had to work the next day. Uh, <laughs> in the same way, you didn't really want to go back to school. It sort of it feels That's like right. a, it feels like a tie, doesn't it? Um, I suppose nowadays, though, a lot of people working from home. Perhaps it's not quite as much of a thing. A lot of people's jobs would have changed this year. Um, so they would be working and getting up Monday morning in their own home. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know where else they'd be getting up, but in their home and going to work <laughs> in the in the office that they've got at home or, I don't know, pulling out their laptop and jumping on a meeting. And life certainly has, has changed um, for everyone, I'm sure, this year. Um, and hopefully there's some positives that we can take from it going into 2021. Mm. But there's, I think so. Mm. There's lots of positive things coming our way this year, so there's lots to be looking forward to with the Colin Bradley School of Art. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of new pictures uh, today, but uh, rest assured, we've got lots in the pipeline, lots planned uh, for this year. So, lots of positivity coming from us this year. Um, I'm going to start off with some emails and questions and topics uh, for us to talk about, and then we'll move on to uh, two pictures that you've done recently that I'm sure people will love to hear you talk about that. Um, I'm going to jump right in with Laura's uh, email that she sent a little while ago. And she says, hi, Colin and Steve. I just wanted to ask a question that I've been curious about. I noticed that when you use any reference picture, you actually print it out physically. Do you initially do that so that you can square draw it? Or is it because it makes it easier to use in the videos? I use an iPad to store my reference photos because it saves my printer ink, which is so overpriced, which is very true, Laura. Um, but it also gives me zooming capabilities to really see things in, see things that I may miss otherwise. I'm just wondering if you ever use your iPad for your reference photo too. So, mm. uh, Well, uh, no, I don't. Actually, the answer is no. I can't because when I'm – all the work I do now is, is video – work and i have to i print the picture out usually smaller than the the actual size of it so that i can show it on the screen and keep it by me and move it around and so on so it's much more convenient it would not be convenient to do that on an ipad but i can understand where uh, laura's coming from and i remember seeing you going to a show once a few years ago where someone was demonstrating and they were using an iPad to follow the picture. So I know exactly what Laura's talking about. And they were drawing, doing good work too. But they were looking at the reference picture on the uh, the iPad. Um, but And I might well have done that had I not gone down the road of video. But when I'm videoing, that wouldn't be possible. So no, well, your I iPads, don't do it. You're also, your iPad is massive. You've got one of the big iPads. I've got the Pro one, yes, yeah, yes, and I it's have. Massive. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would be impossible. I, I wouldn't be able to. I, no, it, it just couldn't be done for me. But I can understand where she's coming from, and I think it's a really good idea, especially I think the zooming in bit. Yeah, I never really had a problem with that. Um, generally speaking, I tell you why I don't. Because I've got a, I get a good reference photograph, and people will see that on the screen um, when I bring it in. But I like, I don't really like to get that kind of detail 
it's, it might seem strange to people saying, oh, your work's very detailed. Not really, no. I, I get the idea and I take that idea and then I adapt it slightly to what I want. I hope that people can understand that. That's the way I do it. it it's and sometimes when you're when you're being too pernickety, and you you lose the um, the instinctive side of yourself. When you're when you're working, you you feel something when you're working, and uh, I can't really explain that. That's something that uh, only people who get to this sort of level would understand that. It's what it is. What it is is you're you're looking at you're taking what you're seeing and you're drawing what you're seeing and what you're seeing on the picture isn't necessarily all the fine detail. You're you're no. taking a snapshot with your eyes and what oh. your eyes are seeing on the photo is going to oh. be slightly, if it's slightly smaller, is going to you're going to make your brain is going to make some bits up, fill in the gaps because you're not That's zooming right. in and you're taking uh, that and you're projecting that. Yes, your and people can see this sometimes that when they see the reference picture and they see my work, I think that didn't look quite the same, Colin. It doesn't. It, it doesn't because I change it slightly because I'm trying to find something. When you're doing a work of art, especially in a portrait work, more than it would be on a landscape, for instance, when a portrait, you've got lots of little subtleties. I've said this before, Portrait work is hard because when you're trying to do a likeness of somebody, you are. Uh, if you don't want it to look like a photograph, you're, you're you're trying to find all those little tiny bits that make each one of us slightly different. You know, it's amazing. It's always amazed me that the millions of people around, and everyone you can recognise, they've got something different about them. It could be anything, and so I like to f- see that in a picture. I like to find that. And it's sometimes not so much in the detail; it's in the it's the way it comes across, the way the person comes across. As I say, it, this sort of conversation could go on forever and be, go round and round and round, um, because it's hard to get in someone else's brain. But that's how I see it. Mm. So yes, I, I totally agree, and I think it's when I first started, I used to do that more. I used to look and find every tiny little you know, crevice and little tiny little infliction. I still have that eye for it, but I try to change it slightly hmm. to, to, to fit in with the personality of the character or the animal that I'm trying to produce. Hmm. Nice, nice. Lovely. Well, the first part of that uh, question, uh, Laura asks, do you initially print out the picture so you can square draw it? Um, mm. But the picture that you've got is a smaller one than what's on the paper. Mm. Yes, I do. I, I print it out. Generally speaking, I always, always recommended this, especially now we've got computers that are able to do it. Print it out to the size that you would like to print it. Okay, now, if you're doing a big picture, that wouldn't work so well because you can't, generally speaking, we can't print bigger than A4 or if you're lucky and have an A3 printer, you can do that. But most people have got A4. So that's about the biggest you can go. Um, yes, I do. I, I, and then I square draw it from there. That's right. Okay. And then you print out another one that's smaller. I print out a smaller one, yes, so, so that can, I can basically get, I get two pictures, yes. Okay. That's right. 
Lovely. Well, that moves us on to uh, another comment that came in on our Facebook group. And uh, I wanted to bring it up here because I th thought it might help other people and it's related to square drawing. Um, because square drawing can, to some people, seem perhaps a bit overwhelming, time-consuming because it's you know drawing every single square. And um, I wanted to bring it up because it might put people off trying that method, whereas it is a really good tool for training on freehand drawing. And so if anyone out there wants to be able to draw, um, we thought we'd discuss an option that might be sort of less uh, involved, something that might get people going, get people started with freehand drawing. And because the square drawing method, even if you don't have the transparent grids, is a very good method for learning perspective proportions um, and to, free, to train your muscle memory to be freehand drawing. Um, mm -hmm. I thought what would be nice is to talk about the um, the idea of doing something smaller, like you just mentioned A4. Well, if you're squaring, drawing a, a portrait at A4, um, there's lots of detail, or if it's a landscape, it, you know, it's quite a, a big task. Or it might seem a big task to someone that's just starting out with drawing. So what we thought, well, if you halved that picture and did A5 and you wanted mm -hmm. to do, say, something that was a bit less involved, we've got lots of... Uh, landscapes and sunsets uh, that are free courses on the the website that are not very detailed especially just the initial outline is is quite quite not simple but it is it, it's less detailed if you mm -hmm. gridded that if you printed that out at a5 and you had an a5 piece of paper and you wanted to copy what you saw off the reference, then you could create your own grid. And this is something that you used to do back in the day, you, you told me, Dad. Mm. I did. When I first started, I used to freehand draw right from the beginning. And then I found that I was going going wrong. You know, I, I, it, it just didn't look right. So, uh, and this was right early on. So therefore, I thought, well, what if I gridded it up? I've, I'd seen it done. And so what I used to do, I used to get, a picture, reference picture, or I used to work um, from calendars. People used to save me their calendars, and um, I never, I, I never did anything. I'm just trying to think back now. It's a long while ago, Steve. I got a uh, long, 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 long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> I used to find people used to give me pictures, and I used to find pictures, uh, reference pictures. And what I used to do, I used to draw a grid on that reference picture. Okay, and I used to draw it out. Um, I always used this, the inch grid that we still use, and I drew that out, inch grid, and then I drew my paper, again, inch grid, exactly the same, and then transfer what I saw through that. Then I found that there was some, even with an inch grid, you can still find, especially if you're doing animals, you find oh, that eye still doesn't look right. That's when I invented my own system of... Uh, breaking that one inch grid to a smaller size like a, a half inch grid for instance i used to draw that on only on those areas i used to draw it out with a pen a fine pen only on those areas that i wanted to uh refine like the eyes nose mouth these sort of things and that's what i used to do that's how i did that for quite a long time well after i started uh it, my gallery and that was for I reckon for the first 
four, three or four years before I got the idea. And the idea, I don't know if I've ever told you this and probably never told the viewers or the listeners, that it was Paul Harris, his name was, at the Artists and Illustrators magazine, said to me one day, because he saw my grid that I'd done it, and I was showing people how I did what I did, you know, drew it out on the, on the reference picture. He said, you know, you ought to invent something like that. That would be really good for people. I said, do you really think so? Do you think they'd like it? He said, yeah, I think they would. Because what I, I just think back now, I actually got a piece of perspex, that's what I did, and drew the lines on that. A very crude um, start, but that's how I did it. That's when he saw it and said, you ought to, you know, market that. It'd be a good thing. Anyway, I took him up on it and uh, and eventually, a long story of it, but uh, eventually I ended up with the squares, the square drawing. Mm. And then, of course, that's been amazingly successful since then. That's how it all began. So, yes, that's how I started. And it's nothing wrong with that at all. And that's how people can can do this themselves still do it um still do it that way yeah only if the person wants their calendar back they've got to accept the fact that they're <laughs> going to have squares on it <laughs> <laughs> well you said this you said that you you would get books or something from the library and you would sometimes oh, see yeah. grids on the pictures and you thought someone's drawn that i'm sure that people have probably found that happens that that's that's terrible that, that's defacing uh, and i never did that i wouldn't do that no well especially nowadays no reason to do that no there isn't um but that's uh that's definitely an option and and especially if it was uh something smaller like an a5 um perhaps you could do centimeter squares or or jump straight into half inch squares it's really your choice Mm. um but then if you copy that and draw that grid on your piece of paper then it's perhaps a less um daunting start to square drawing start off with something small and go mm, from there, mm. and that is a good way to get into it. We think. I, I also think, and and I, I, I always talk this in my classes. Start the ball rolling by copying some of my pictures, you know, or the, use the line drawings um, to start with, so that you get you get underway before you start the, the freehand drawing, or start drawing like that. I would start that way you, you, because there's a lot of work when you first start off. Um, it's very, very difficult to start drawing. It's far better to do the way we do it, and that's use our line drawing to start with. Gradually, and this is what's happened to all of our members, gradually you think, no, I want to do my own. Well, okay, there's squares drawing for you. I still use the square drawing uh, um, because I feel that especially is when you're teaching somebody, if, if it goes wrong, if you've got an eye or a, a nose or any feature, doing portrait work, that is, that's wrong, everybody's, it's all going to be wrong. So I have to use precision. But I do very often, especially now, um, when I'm using the uh, white trace down onto the dark papers, you don't get accurate lines at all. You get a rough line, and but you don't get accurate, so you've got to redraw, and that helps you a bit because you mm. you you haven't got a choice. You haven't you haven't got a choice but to redraw. Mm. Do you see is, what I mean? So yeah, that is good. That, yeah, that is that is that's good drawing, but not when you're starting off. 
don't even go down that road to start with, not until you've got some experience. Yeah. Well, for anyone that wants to do that, then that is uh, an option to them to, to grid up their drawings if they want to get the transparent grids, the, the square drawing pack that you mentioned, Dad, then that is available on our shop. Um, and yeah, I think anyone starting out checking out those sunset landscapes to begin with that has been hugely popular, um, mostly I think because they're six pencils, it's, you know, it's real easy start um like you said we get give the line drawing they don't have to be able to freehand draw so if you really want to just get cracking with some coloring and uh get some amazing results with just six pencils definitely check them out on our website so moving on to a couple of pictures that you've done recently and people will be super pleased because they're both shadow pictures and <laughs> we just keep getting more and more requests for these shadow pictures so there's lots uh for people to be looking forward to let's move on to the first one the the lady that you did and this is just outstanding it's so good and it's so great to see those different techniques coming through on the picture especially in the hair in this one that's the thing that really stands out to me is how beautiful that hair is talk a bit about mm. how you achieved that dad well first of all i'd had that picture for a little while and i thought God, one day i'm going to do that hair but I wanted more experience, so I got more experience, and I, I felt when I was deciding on my next shadow picture, I thought, I'm going to do that lady, because she is so, it's so challenging. And you've got to remember, when I do something, if it doesn't work, people never see it, as simple as that. So I've got quite a lot of confidence anyway, and I thought, yes, I think I can do it. Um. So I, I, I decided to do it, but of course I don't do the hair straight away. So I'm committing myself to quite a lot of work before I even get to the hair, which was really the last thing I did. So by the time I got to that, it had to it had to be right. There was no no question about it. I'd done a lot of videoing, a lot of work on the on the face before I actually tackled the hair. But the the secret to this is don't overdo it. And people will see how easily I actually do that here. When you look at it, when you look at the picture, you think, that's just impossible. How could you possibly do that? But what you do, you work from light to dark, you put some, some light bits in, and, and then you put some dark bits in, then you've got the contrast. So you have uh, the light, and you have the dark bits. If you, you can picture this, just and you, then you get all the subtlety in between bits. And when you're doing a shadow picture, particularly, you're, you're using only the um, the four pencils. So you haven't got too much to worry about. You haven't got to worry about all the, um, you know, different colours to produce golden hair or blonde or red or whatever. Here you've only got four colours, so it's much easier and it's also, of course, easier once you've got the, uh, the face in too and, you, and the skin details because once that's in, then you have the hair that can uh, support that. So that basically is it, that it's much more simplistic in its application than people think when they look at it. When you look at it, you think that's impossible. But when you see actually how I actually did that, it's not that difficult. Well, it is. Sorry, that is wrong. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. It is difficult, but 
it's possible. Mm. It that's, looks, that's the best way I can put it. It looks like a totally different approach to hair. Like the, the actual technique of the pencil getting that texture. Mm. It, it looks is totally different. Completely. Completely. I mean, she's a very beautiful woman. So I wanted something that, that gave the contrast between the attractiveness of the um, features to the hair, which is, again, attractive, but a completely different um, approach to it, whereas the eyes, the nose, the mouth, obviously great detail goes into that mm. to be able to create, and the skin tone is, is wonderful. Yeah. But then you've got the hair, which is completely different, yeah. but works. Yeah, it really does. It really does, and uh, I think... People are going to really love doing this one. It's definitely going to challenge them, as it as it did you. It's it's really nice that we're doing pictures like this that are going to challenge our students. Yes, this would be an advanced picture without any question. There's no question. Even the everything about it. The I mean, she had a, a, a strap going across her shoulder, which I got rid of, which would have looked completely silly in this situation. So I took that away. And people can see that on the video eventually, but I gave it gave it a lovely line, mm. very artistically um, acceptable. That is, I, I, I love doing it. I, and I'm certainly doing more. Although I'm, I've put them away for the moment, Stevie. Yes, you, well, you've got one one more. Well, two more actually. You're going to show one, but there's another one coming up, and that's it mm. uh, for the for the time being. Yeah. Well, what I've realised about these shadow pictures is that you you do simplify them, uh, not in terms of their difficulty level. They are difficult, but the content of the picture is more simple because, and I think as in like you took the strap off, like, you know, you've, you've composed it so that it's the face and the neck, just a little bit of shoulder, not too much. So you're actually really focusing in on the, you're bringing the attention of the viewer to the, the the stunning contrast in the picture you're not making mm. the you're not um putting bells and whistles on it with different accessories and anything else like she could have had a, an earring or a nose piercing or a lip piercing like you know what i mean like or it, mm. there's there's loads of other things that could be in that picture but you're stripping them back so that the the impressiveness comes through the contrast and the the drama mm. behind the the tones of the light and the dark, and mm. uh, I've noticed that, and I think that is great. There's a lot. There's a lot goes into something. The thought thought patterns go into it because when I first started that, uh, under the chin, to the right of the neck, there's a little bit of light, and right at the beginning, I thought, do I use it or do I not use that bit of light? Right. And I thought, I could have not. I could have just made it dark and coming out of shadow. But when we got, when I got down that far, I didn't make the decision until I got the face more or less finished. And I thought, yes, I've got to have that light there because it, it, it gives you distance. It, it, it was very necessary. But you, I didn't make my mind up at the start. The hair on the right-hand side, which you don't see very much of it, that really wasn't there at hardly at all. You would just see just faint outlines. So I intensified that because it framed the face. Mm. See what I mean? So these are little things that you can do, and you do it almost as you go along. 
Yeah. The hair receding into a shadow on the top right. That was another thing that I loved. So you've also got to look at the lighting of that. There's a lot to it, and that can't be done. If I just followed the picture, it wouldn't have worked. Mm. So I had to make those changes myself so that it actually became a work of art. Mm. Lovely. And beautified the picture. Lovely. Okay. I'm going to move on to another one then. You've got another one to cover here. And that is this absolutely stunning dog. It is beautiful. And um, people can see that hopefully on the screen. It's in the podcast artwork. It's on our blog. So people can have a look at it whilst we're talking about it. And um, this, uh, there are no words really. The It's, it's a, a similar, is it a, the same kind of dog that you did before in Shadow that was crazy popular i think everyone's done it that has done shadow pictures the other mm, uh, dog mm. in shadow that you did but this one's slightly different composition um but this this one's almost leveled up in terms of contrast and subtlety mm. of shadow mm. um talk, talk to us about this one well this one was this one was one that i again uh, that i thought was can i do because strictly speaking it wasn't really a shadow picture it, it was different bit like the lion and the old man you know that i'd done before it was it wasn't it was just the colors were different but um i didn't want to completely put it into shadow there was enough shadow in it to make it warrant it being a shadow picture but um i wanted to do it slightly different and i had a great expanse of um side of the head you know that side of the head a great expanse between the ear and the nose and the features and i thought am i going to make that work because it's really hard and uh, the only way i did it was make it dark but not too dark had that been really dark it would have spoiled it so these are the decisions some of the times the decisions that uh, i make as i went along and as i was doing that I think probably halfway through actually completing that section, but bear in mind I'd done all of the features by then. I hadn't done the bottom of the animal where the fur is. Um, I, I did wonder then whether I, I would actually scrap it. We got to the point where I thought, is this going to work? Because I've got to remember that, okay, I'm doing it and perhaps I can I can get away with it, but it's going to be really hard for people to do. So I had to simplify it a bit and I had to get to the point where, yes, this will probably work. Once I'd finished it, to my satisfaction at that time, and I carried on with the bottom of the picture, I went back and darkened that even more because oh, it wow. wasn't it, it, it just didn't work. So you see how you, you, you think you're finishing a picture, but you, you don't because you do another section and you think that's not working. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the bottom of the picture was very different to what the animal actually was. I had to concoct that a bit. I had to change that because the, it didn't really work on the photograph. Because people, when they see a photograph, they say, OK, well, they accept it. It's a photograph. But a work of art can't do that. You can't. You haven't got that same luxury of being. Oh, that'll be all right. Do you know? 
Yeah, it won't be all right. It, it won't exposes be all right. it more, doesn't it? It exposes the it exposes the realism of a picture even more if it's a painting. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. You've got you've got, and this is what we're we're finding now. And this, I, I mean, I'm I've told you many times before that I'm learning each each picture I do, and we've got another one which we're showing next week, the final one, which, in my opinion, my own opinion, is the best I've done. No, it's only my opinion. Other people won't have that view. And the reason is it, account, it, it culminated all the things that I've learned all together mm. in one picture. Simple, very simple. Well, but that, because it was very simple, it was very hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a lovely tease for, for next week. I'm sure people will be itching to see that. Um, one more thing before we go on this picture is is to do with the eye. You told me about the eye on the left-hand side of the dog that you oh, yes, saw in yes. the reference picture was pretty much a white, just a white eye because you can hardly see anything. And this is another mm -hmm. example of what you just said about having to, to tinker with it a little bit because it's a picture, it's because it's a painting, it's not a photograph. Um, mm -hmm. talk, talk to everyone about what you did to that left eye. Yes, well, what happened... And probably the photographer, when he took that picture, um, it, it, it's a it's a very good photograph. But he had he had to rely on the black and white image and the black and white process that's being done. And what happens is sometimes it bleaches out, and that eye was bleached out, and and it looked really odd. He looked as though he was blind in one eye. Very very odd. So this is when you look at it. And I look back on it, when I first started, when they, people see it, I actually follow what I see. And when I look back on it, I think, that looks silly. He's, he's got a pupil there. He's got a, he's got a section of dark in that eye that's not being shown on the reference picture. So I put it in. Mm. And, of course, it, uh, it looks much, much better because of it. It's only subtle as well, isn't it? Because on the the photo you can see just a, a tiny 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 minuscule smidge of something there which you can get mm. away with but you can't you can't almost do that on it it would have been really tough to do that it, it, it definitely looks more it looks right with having the little bit mm. extra that you put in well you can't go wrong really see because if you did it and it didn't work you just bleach it out again so you've got nothing nothing to lose by sure. doing it sure. if it was a watercolor painting you'd have a big problem yeah a bit more risky <laughs> yes that, yes because you you can't successfully get rid of that but with with pastels you can if if it doesn't work you just alter it and mm. um, that's the one great thing about our, the, the medium that we're using you've got um, a little bit of um, leeway mm. Mm. Well, both of those pictures will be coming to the website soon. I know we've got a, quite a backlog now of pictures we've talked about, but they are coming. We are working on editing them. Uh, there's there's lots that are coming to the site. We've uh, just put up – what did I put up yesterday? Oh, the butterfly. The butterfly uh, coloured pencil class is up mm. on the website, and that is one that you did quite a while ago that um, uses the Luminance Carandash uh, pencils, and that is – is really stunning. I really can't wait for people to see that one. Um, 
so we've got that one and i think there's another yes there's another colored pencil class coming which is a landscape that uses the 20 set of caran dash so we've got a couple more color pencils um another pastel pencil picture coming um very soon and then we're going to start cracking on with some of these shadow pictures there's a lot more shadow pictures to upload as well which i know people are itching to get back in um doing um the thing we've had a problem with the i know a lot of people have been after the uh, 229 Creta Color and the 250 Creta Color, and we had a, a problem before Christmas in that, uh, I think it was November or October, the supplier turned around and said to me, we're not getting any in until January. And uh, oh. I know that a lot of people uh, have been needing those pencils, which we completely understand. And um, I know that people have been successful in switching out the 229 for a 175 and the 199 faber castell for the 250 black which you know is still giving people good results but hopefully hopefully in the uh in the new year we will have uh lots more 229s coming in for people that that really want to get that color from us so just to update people on that might be wondering why they've been out of stock for two months um (laughs) (laughs) it's not our fault no no exactly it's not a lot i can do well it is our fault for pushing it yeah they've obviously been a very popular color yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lovely. All right, well, we'll call it a day there. Call it a year there. As that's 2020 all wrapped up. And um, we hope everyone's had uh, an okay one, given the circumstances, and has done lots more drawing. Take the positives and take them into next year. Um, if you are doing more art, then that's a good thing. You know, as, as long as you're creating, you're, you're expressing yourself, you are getting the benefits of drawing and painting and it's adding value to your life and that's never a bad thing so we look forward to seeing everyone in the new year with lots more pictures do tune in with us next week we'll talk about that uh, picture that dad talked about the uh, the shadow picture that was the best he's done in his opinion so something to come back for but for now that's it for this year thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your year, year.